and welcome to the Musicking Podcast. I am your host, Trinity Lay, and this is part three of our five-part series on the tabla. In our last episode, we talked about the peshkar, or opening section of a tabla solo. That section is identifiable by its slower speed, its lack of strict rules when it comes to improvisation, and its consistent tagline feature, krida dinna, that appears at the end of each stanza. Now we will explore the following section, the kaida. The kaida has more strict rules, unlike the peshkar, which actually makes it a lot more straightforward to follow. Similar to the idea of verses and choruses in pop songs, kaidas will have a theme, or a chorus, that they will return to that will typically remain the same. For example, say my theme is one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. In kaida format, you can only use the words or syllables in the theme to create variations. For example, a variation might be one fish, two fish, one fish, two fish. And after that variation, you'll return to the theme. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. And then you'll repeat that same variation that you had made before the theme in Kali, so you'll play it without any bass accents, and then you'll return back to the theme. Another variation you could create is maybe one, two, one, two, red, blue, red, blue, and then you return again to the theme, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. You're just mixing and matching different combinations of syllables, and then you're returning to the theme. So the overall structure of each stanza would be Variation, theme, variation in Kali, theme. And then you create a new variation. So variation two, theme, variation two in Kali, and back to the theme. And then you keep on repeating that until you feel like you've exhausted your options or you've said what you want to say in this kaida. Now, I know that using the poetry of Dr. Seuss to describe the rules of kaida might seem a bit odd, but sometimes it's easier to describe things in familiar terms for those who are unfamiliar with the language of the tabla. When you bring in the language and the poetry of some of these compositions, the art of the kaida becomes increasingly nuanced and complex and interesting, and it's also a really fun style of composition to both play and follow, especially when two people are sending variations back and forth to each other and building off of each other's creativity. That's a little damar. I didn't do justice to it, but <laughs> that's the idea, essentially. So, so after the peshkar, you lead into one of the kaidas or compositions that yeah. we talked about earlier. Could you go through one and just describe how one goes about creating new variations? Absolutely. So the way that you improvise, or the way that you continue the poetry in a kaida, is you use the subject matter that you've been given. And in the case of this composition, the famous Delhi composition of You only have those notes. So sort of the more limited you are, the more creative you have to become. Not to get too much into the weeds, but when you create variations in a kaida, the kaida space that you have to fill is always twice as long as the theme. So what that means is a lot of times when you're first starting out in your improvisation, you're including the theme as part of the variation. If the theme is... The first variation may be... 
Later on in the composition, when you feel like you've exhausted da da da, and, and improvising and having fun with multiple da's in a row, you may move on to exploiting titas. Then later on, if you don't want to start with da anymore, you can start with tita. And if you want to move on past that, you can start with the end of the kaida, which is so that tinakena or dinagena, you can start with that. Then you can spice even that variation up by adding so that's you know sort of a framework of how we go about the, we, we essentially use permutation substitution and there's multiple ways obviously there's a there's a lot of ways to think on this subject and how to improvise on this in that manner when we first started or actually the whole thing, the variation part of that was at the beginning, and we put the kaida theme at the end. And then the kaida theme. Another example. You can also do it the reverse way, where you play the theme first, and then you end in something different. So, and let me, I can switch kaidas just so we can get a different flavor um, of how we would do where, where you played the theme first. So, take this as a kaida theme. That's the theme. So, Using the same notes, but now my improvisation was at the end. And essentially so on and so on. So depending on the language and how... Like I was saying before, how the cutting of those different syllables, that will sort of guide you on where to place your your improvisations and where to come back into the theme or back into part of the theme. Because you don't always have to come back to just the theme. Sometimes you can come back further into the theme. As long as, again, like I said earlier, you're ending in that dagedinagena, depending on the end of the kaida, dagedinagena. And compared to the Peshkar, the Peshkar has a lot less rules, as you mentioned. What's the difference in the ways of making variations? Akaida, once you start rolling, means you you present it in what's called gurule or egun, which is single speed, means slow. Tintal is the same speed, but then you double the speed. And there's some stuff you can do in between that, obviously. But once you double the speed and you start into your poem, you're not stopping. And you're not even changing 
rhythmic density. You can't suddenly add triplets or go another sort of speed. Typically, I'm saying. Again, the, the great maestros, they do what they do. But for the rest of us, that's sort of the rule. Once you're in that mindset and in that groove and the audience is enjoying and everything is happening, it means the beauty is in dealing with the language that you have in that speed. Now, Peshkar is different. A Peshkar, you can, wow, it's just, it's almost like an open book. So you have those main bita, that at the end is essentially the only thing that you sort of want to keep in check and keep playing because the crowd will go with you on that. I mean, if it's an educated crowd, they're going to be looking for whatever paltas you do and whatever improvisations you do and whatever speed because now you, you, everything's on the table. But it has to be done artfully, right? That's the, that's the whole secret of it. And then they'll be waiting for you to come back to that da krada tinna. It's almost like like we didn't talk about tihai much, mm-hmm. but a, a tihai is essentially a rhythmic phrase that's repeated three times that lands on one most of the time. And there's a bunch of different formulas and different kinds of tihais. The tihai itself, I think, sort of developed in the same way. It was a way for the audience to be involved because a learned audience is going to hear the first section of the tihai. Remember I said it was a, it was a rhythmic phrase repeated three times. That rhythmic phrase could be cut, and by the time you get to that last one, the crowd is with you. And even wondering, hey, is this going to hit? Is this going to work? <laughs> so I think that has to be some of the development and why it came to be was, I mean, at least a tihai, was for let the audience sort of get involved uh, with, with the whole concert. Um, but back to, you know, the Peshkar, it's, I mean, with that freedom that you have comes a lot of responsibility and you can have a great imagination, but you have to be able to, I would direct people now to listen to the Peshkar of Pandit Yogesh Samsi, Ustad Zakir Hussain. Listen to these Peshkars and hear how they're developed from a simple idea. And it's like an entire cosmos by the time they get to the end. And the journey you'll go on will just be incredible. It's just their imagination and, and their, their mastery over technique and lay means speed. All that comes into forget their amazing ability to create this poetry. But they're also just the best technicians and the best intellects in the field. Thank you for tuning into today's episode, Introducing the Kaida. In the next episode, we will look at the next compositional form that is played following the Kaida, which are the flashiest and some of the most virtuosic forms of tabla composition, the rela and fixed compositions. If you want to learn more, check out our website, www.musicingpod.com that has free comprehensive lessons on these subjects which include listenings and music transcriptions and follow us on social media also at musicingpod i hope to see you in the next episode